Welcome to the Vandenack Weaver Legal Visionaries Podcast with your host, Mary Vandenack. Welcome to today's episode of Vandenack Weaver Legal Visionaries, a weekly podcast discussing updated legal news as well as evolving methods of providing legal service. I am Mary Vandenack, founder and managing partner at Vandenack Weaver LLC. I will be your host as we talk to experts about closely held businesses, tax, trusts, estates, legal technology, law firm leadership, and well-being for lawyers. On today's episode, I have Mike Weaver, who's my partner at Vandenack Weaver, as my guest, and we're going to discuss non-disclosure agreements. We've been talking about business exit planning in a variety of episodes, and we've been asked some questions, and one of them was, you know, what is a non-disclosure agreement and how does it play into the exit planning? So thanks for being here today, Mike. Thanks for having me, Mary. And can you tell us just what is, like generally, what is a non-disclosure agreement? When you think non-disclosure agreement, I think what most people think about is confidentiality agreement. And that's really what it is. It's just a document between the parties that says, you know, this information is going to be considered confidential and it can't be disclosed to anybody uh, within the parameters of the agreement. And, you know, it's typically will be used when a buyer uh, approaches uh, someone who's a business owner who's looking to sell their business and the buyer is interested in getting some more information. But, you know, as the business owner, before you start just giving out your information, you'd like to know that they're not just going to turn around and use it however they want and give it to whoever they want. So... Because they're wanting to find the information to determine whether this is a viable purchase opportunity, which is going to include financials and details about how the business operates, possibly trade secrets. Yep. You'll have, you know, anybody that coming in, anybody coming in and doing their due diligence is going to want a fair amount of information on the company, uh, detailed financial information, uh, detailed information about your customers, your suppliers, uh, all that stuff about your processes. If you're, for example, if you're a manufacturing facility uh, or if you're a technology company, gee, what patents might you have out there? Or, you know, things like that. So all of that stuff is proprietary to the, to the business owner or to the business. And before you just start giving that information to anybody, you want to know the, how you want to know that it's protected. So if I'm a business owner, do I have to have a potential buyer sign a non-disclosure agreement? No, you don't have to have uh, they're not it's not a requirement or it's not a legal requirement or anything like that. It's just advisable, I think, for anybody that's selling their business uh, before they give out a lot of information to request that the buyer or that the potential buyer uh, enter into that agreement. And again, it's, it's designed to protect the business owner and the information. So what specifically does an NDA? non-disclosure agreement cover? And does it vary from business to business? So if I'm a hair salon, does it differ from if I'm a cosmeceutical company? Yeah, it'll, it can it can vary widely depending on the type of business that's being sold, how, how long you've been in existence. And there is no magic. Um, Why does how long I've been in existence make a difference? Well, if you've, if you've got processes that have been around that that have been around for a long time. Um, you know, let's say you're somebody like Coca-Cola where you've got a, a, a process that, that you've, that you've worked your entire, that, that the entire existence of the company to keep secret. I mean, you're just going to want to make sure that the language might just specifically refer to that particular process and not, 
using more general terms. I mean, it just depends on on what's at, the older the company is, the more the more the, the specific items that you might want to identify uh, becomes more relevant. So isn't an NDA, it's not just a template that you can just hand to anybody and say, use this? Um, I would I would prefer that people don't do that. I think that's... So why? Because like, right, I can like Google non-disclosure agreement and find one on the internet. And I don't want to really pay you to draft me one. So why would I like see you rather than just using this form on the internet? Well, there's parts of the form that that you might that you may or may not understand the implications of what you're signing. Um, you know, not only the definition of what is the confidential information, which is where you're laying out what the document covers. Again, if the information that you're disclosing to the potential buyer isn't covered by the confidentiality or by the non-disclosure agreement, then they're free to do whatever they want with it. So you do want to look at, make sure that the definition of confidential information is well-defined. Um, and that's just one of the things of in, in a non-disclosure agreement that you're that you're going to want to make sure is carefully drafted, you want to you're going to want to you know we're, I think we're going to talk about the term and all the other things that go into a into a non-disclosure agreement and those are all things that if you don't do it right, your your non-disclosure agreement could be invalidated. So there's risks if I have a non-disclosure agreement, even if I have a non-disclosure agreement in place, if I haven't don't have all the things I need in that agreement, I have risks. Correct. Is it going to make the non-disclosure invalid or it's just not going to cover everything I need to have covered? So let's say if I have a non-disclosure agreement that has some general provisions about can't disclose financial information, but there's some other things that aren't right, I at least have I at least prohibited, prevented the prospective buyer from disclosing the financial information or does the whole agreement get thrown out? I hate to say it depends, but it depends on what jurisdiction you're in. Um, so Nebraska might have a different rule from New York, which correct. might have a different rule from Nevada or California. Right. And, and it, so you really do have to know which state you're in. And that's one of the reasons not to just pull a form off the internet, right? Somebody might have put that form up that, and that was for Iowa, and you're in Texas. Correct. And so... But the rules are different. So there's some federal rules in this area, then there's some state rules. It's one of those situations where we have different applicable laws, isn't that? That's that's exactly right. So you ha you just you have to be careful when you're signing one of these things, what's in it, what the terms are, because different jurisdictions will handle them differently. And if I do no non disclosure agreement at all and I provide somebody all my financials, can they scan them and upload them to the internet? Uh there's there may be, the answer to that is probably yes. There may be some, there may be some, there may be some state laws and federal laws, trade secret laws. If you can get the information that you're disclosing to be classified as a trade secret. And again, not every, not all information, you just can't call it a trade secret. Um, but there may be ways to protect that, but there's no guarantee that you can. And so the non-disclosure agreement's the safest because the bottom line is if I don't have one and I give somebody a whole bunch of information about my business, they have no obligation not to disclose it unless I can find some other law, which means I have to go hire somebody, pay them, figure out how to chase the person for what right. they uploaded to the internet, prove right. that they damaged me by doing so and that was a legal violation. I could have prevented that with a non-disclosure agreement. Correct. So is there anything else that should be considered 
to be included in a non-disclosure agreement? Well, usually what you're, the, the, the typical non-disclosure agreement is it's going to identify, you know, the parties obviously, but it's also going to usually will identify the purpose for which, you know, the information is going to be used. So we're talking about a sale of a business or a potential transaction. You're usually going to put that in the, in the documents so that it, it basically gives the disclosure of the information context and what it can be used for. Um, you know, you might, you might be looking at not just a sale, but you might be looking at entering into a, uh, you know, having somebody come in and do a study of your plant and your facility, let's say. And so you would want to put that in that, in that we want to have that information in the, in the document so that, you know, that the disclosure is based on that and what, how, how that impacts it is if there is a, if there is a claimed uh, violation of the agreement, then often the court's going to look at, well, what was the purpose of the agreement? What were you trying to protect? And we were trying to protect a business sale. We were trying to protect this study or whatever. So, so it's really important to be clear about what you're trying to protect so that we also don't get into having an overly broad agreement that doesn't really apply to anything. Correct. So how long does a typical non-disclosure agreement last? So if you come in, I'm trying to sell my business, we enter into a non-disclosure agreement, 10 years later, I still haven't sold my business. Is the non-disclosure agreement with you still in place or can you start sharing information? No, there's the non-disclosure agreement will have a term um, and, and it's important that, and this is one of the things that it does kind of depend on the jurisdiction. You can't just have a non-disclosure agreement go on forever. Um, there has to be a term to it and, and it has to be a reasonable term. And what is reasonable will depend on the jurisdiction you're in. It'll also depend on the type of information that you're disclosing. Um, you know, if finan- if it's just strictly financial information, uh, most non-disclosure agreements are three to five years on that type of information. So after three to five years, that, that information is considered stale and really no longer of use to somebody. So uh, that might be something that, uh, you, you know, a term, a term of three to five years would apply to that. Customer lists and, su- and supplier lists, uh, that's similar, uh, three to five years. Um, and so how come it's only three to five years? Like, let's say I've been representing a lot of my clients for 27 years. So if I gave somebody my client list, then they can start uh, disclosing all my client relationships after a few years where even disclosing my client list, I had confidentiality obligations. Right. To, I'm, I can't even disclose who my clients are, right? Right. So if somebody else can, aren't I violating my ethical rules? Well, yeah, and that's, that would be a particular type of information that you could have. It would be reasonable to have a longer period of time associated with that type of information. And that's something that you would want to address in the agreement. So that's where you need to think through exactly Correct. what information that you're going to disclose, how long it needs to be protected and why, because you might have obligations other than I mean, the same thing in the medical world, right? We're right. going to disclose our patient list and all of a sudden some prospective buyers out there publishing patient information right. on right. the internet, right. right? So, well, any other comments on non-disclosure agreements, right? Well, I think um, just, again, when we're talking about the term and when it expires, it if you if you just have a non-disclosure agreement that says that everything you know it expires in three years or expires in five years, um, you know that may not be may not be the best thing based on the information that you're disclosing. Um, not only, for example, the customer list that you brought up, 
but there are trade secrets that you may be um, may be disclosing as part of the of the information, and trade secrets have kind of their own um, their own uh, air, their own terms, if you will. There's federal laws that protect trade secrets. There's state laws that protect protect trade secrets, and those can usually and and those can be protected for as long as there is as long as it is considered a trade secret. So you might want to make sure that you're specifically carving out for any term. You know, if I say the agreement's going to terminate in three years, but for trade secrets, it's going to continue for as long as it's a trade secret. So you do need to, you're not just going to have a blanket term uh, on a lot of these types of things. Again, the reason not to use a template and (laughs) just (laughs) hand it to the buyer. Well, Mike, thanks so much for joining me today. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode and stay tuned for our weekly releases. Yeah. A Huda Media Production.